straight bout it I'm not pouting Break through walls and climb it mountains If you want it, scream it loud What's up superstars? Welcome to the Brain Tainment Podcast. Listen, if you're someone who wants to build more confidence within yourself, your ability to perform, to execute, to build skills, or to just feel better, or if you're someone who wants to architect a new empowering identity, this is the platform for you. Listen, we have all kinds of guests on this program from the psychology space, neuroscience, sports, as well as cultural icons and influences where we get to pick apart their story and learn a bit more about them. So be sure to subscribe. I hope you get value from this show. If you do, if you do enjoy it, please, please, please do me a favor. Put it on your socials, share it with friends and families who you think this message could help or they would enjoy. And be sure to share the love and tag me on those platforms. We'd love to get some feedback. Without further ado, enjoy this episode. G'day, guys. Welcome back to the Braintainment Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Matt Ind. Uh, we're going to talk about the summer. He does a lot of work there, uh, which is an adventure park here in Melbourne. Do some stuff with kids, training their mental skills and getting them out of their comfort zone. But he's also doing a lot of good work outside of that. Uh, in the mindset psychology space. We're just talking off air about some of the projects he's got going on. Um, and admittedly, mate, um, I've got to give a shout out to, to Brendan Carroll, who yeah. connected us. Good mate of mine. He's actually my housemate. And he took his kids, he's a teacher, took his kids um, to the summit. And as soon as he came home, he's like, mate, Liam, you've got to get this guy, Matt, on your podcast. You guys are <laughs> similar train of thought. You'll really get along. Um, he thinks the way he thinks is excellent. And so that's kind of some context for how this all came about. So I reckon there's a lot to unpack that people tuning in will get a lot of value from. So my man, Matt, thanks for carving out the time and you know mate, coming on for a chat. Mate, absolute pleasure. Yeah, so stoked to be here. And isn't it interesting how, how things line up? Um, so yeah, really, really cool. Obviously, we've been working with um with that school for for years, and um just such a cool way to to get linked with you, Liam, through through Brendan. So what a absolutely, champion. mate. Yeah, it really is cool. Um, how things sort of align. We were laughing when we first spoke the other day on the phone, um, about some of the similarities between you and I that were coming up already. So yeah. I was like, yeah, man, I got to get this guy on for a chat, record it, and um, hopefully, yeah, people tuning in will get something to walk away with, with mate. which I'm sure they will. So I reckon there's a lot to, I want to get to with what you've got going on um, in your own space. Cause some real juice there uh, that I just want to come, uh, come at you from a place of curiosity. But yeah. before that we touched on the summer, it's an adventure park here in Melbourne. I mean, obviously it sounds super fun, but I know there's some real principles um, that you like to champion there that the kids can walk away with just yeah. for people tuning in that maybe haven't heard of it. What's yeah. the, uh, what's this, the highlight thrill of what that's all about and um, what you like to promote there? Yeah. Um, mate, cheers. Uh, I can talk about this all day. So you, you just get ready to cut me off when, <laughs> when you're ready. Um, I'll just cue the little music like they do at the Oscars. That'll be the yeah, wrap right. up. But until you hear that, mate, just go nuts. <laughs> Closing time comes yeah. on. Come on, Matty, wrap it up. Um, mate, I've, I've, so I've been there on and off for like the last 10 years. And um, it was the beginning of my journey. Um, I went there after I studied university uh, as an outdoor editor. And I just didn't know what I was getting myself in for when I first walked through the door. But uh, the idea behind it is to take kids really on a journey um, over three days where they connect with each other in a way that maybe they haven't before with a bit of vulnerability and, and some real conversations. Um, and the, the activities are a catalyst for that. And so 
the way that I like to describe it is school is often um, the lesson comes um, first uh, and the test is afterwards. So at school, we teach the kids, learn this, learn this, learn this, and then we test what you retain. Whereas at camp, it's the other way around. It's we test you straight away. And then afterwards, we all come together and we go, what do we learn from this? And it's not us telling you, you learned this. It's us saying, what did we learn? And we just facilitate these awesome conversations. And, and kids have incredible answers. They really do. And if you ask them, they blow you away. You do have to condition and create a space, a safe space for them to be able to communicate because they've learned, you know, certain behaviours often that um, get in the way of, of them being able to communicate to each other clearly. But mm. the absolute gold, mate, that comes out and, and it's based on an experience. It's just happened. So it's, it's real and it's applicable. It becomes a metaphor, a symbol for life. Um, and I often say to kids, that's, that's the way life is. Life is the test and then there's a lesson. And often we don't spend enough time to work out what that lesson was. So we just mm. repeat it over and over again. Um, that's so, huge. Yeah, that's fundamentally what it is. We've got these taglines on the back of our shirts and it says unleashing greatness. And whenever with kids arrive, there's always these kids who are like, oh, it's a cliche. It's really, you know, it's a bit cheese. And it is until you experience it. Mm. And literally, once you've got someone who leaps off a tower or they upsail down something and they're freaking out and they have to go through that process of overcoming fear, with a trained professional who's going to help them, give them strategies that actually help, um, you just see the lights come on, man. And it is the most, for me, the most fulfilling experience there is to to help a young person realize you are so much more capable than you give yourself credit for um it's just it's addictive really i reckon that um like that idea of just throwing them into action and then almost like training the self-awareness muscle of like what did you experience what did you what did you notice um like i feel like that's still a process that i'm trying to cultivate you know that skill set i'm trying to build in my own life now at 31 and then you know by contrast some of these kids coming through in their teens or whatever they might be like that skill set's really important to have as you go into life like being able to reflect and go what did i learn how do i how can i pivot and adjust from here as opposed to just the traditional sort of classroom environment and even as as adults like a lot of um, you know, again, we're talking off air about the, the sort of broader world of psychology and self-improvement. You know, a lot of adults are now um, looking for ways to just optimize and the sort of, the, I guess, the information absorbing is one approach, but then how do you integrate that into, into action? I reckon being able to experience something like, for example, jumping out of a bloody tree or whatever is going on (laughs) and then kind of identify what you learn. Um, I imagine you find the kids probably it's maybe more impactful. Is that what you Mm. find? Um, Well, we do. Here's the interesting thing, um, Liam. We do, um, we run programs for kids, for athletes and for corporates. And, And the funny thing is that fear, that's fundamentally what we're doing. We're teaching them how to overcome fear. And if you can teach them how to do it in this environment, they can do it anywhere because fear works the same way. And what we're discovering from doing this with, you know, I'm probably over 150,000 people now um, that I've been a part of the journey is you see patterns and people respond to fear the same way, either resourcefully or unresourcefully. And most of us, the, the medium is unresourceful. It's avoid. It's come up with excuses, justify. Um, you know, the stories come out. It's so funny. We'll watch... You take a group of kids, 15 kids towards this giant tower 
And suddenly two of them start limping and the story starts their mates and I'm in front leading them there and I can hear them going, oh yeah, I did this at another camp. I, I, I don't, I'm not going to be doing this one today because of my knee. Um, I've got a sore knee and it's, it's, it gets aggravated with ladders. So, and these stories are start as a way to get out of that uncomfortable environment. And, and for us as, as facilitators, we know that, you know, from our own experiences too, that that's where the growth is. That's where the, the magic happens. That's where you find out your, your talent, your, your raw um, natural talent. And, and if you avoid those situations, you're really avoiding life. So you get mm. to do this incredible journey with whoever's there. Um, Monday to Friday, it is focused on school kids. But it doesn't matter. Age doesn't matter. We just seem to, I see like 60-year-olds reacting the exact same way as these 15-year-olds. There's always the same characters <laughs> in that group. It's just, it blows your mind. Um, so what are some of these activities then? So um, yeah. like if, if oh, like what would that look like? Is there, you mentioned yeah. abseiling, what are some of the things? And then also, is there maybe one experience more than others that tends to trip people out the most? Yeah, yeah, good question. So the, the way the um, program works is three levels. So we have level one activities, level two, level three. And one is on the ground, two quite high off the ground and level three is along like high off the ground. Um, and the idea is that we, we built it in a way and everything's deliberate. Every program is built specifically um, based on outcomes. But um, generally speaking, within a group of, say, 100 kids, there's going to be kids who, who, based on their previous experience of being exposed to heights, they're not that scared. So if we just had high activities, we wouldn't be able to have them experience that idea of overcoming fear. So it's a variety. Um, level one, there's a lot of um, obstacle courses, team challenges. As we move into level two, suddenly um, those obstacle courses shift into um, independent um, climb up something high or go through something dark and scary. And, you know, you've got to come up against the fear of the unknown. Um, and then we do go quite high off the ground. But we have a snake and nail session as well where you handle a snake. I mean, snakes, spiders and public speaking, your top three fears. Mm. So people are terrified of snakes. So you got that kid or that, that parent or that um, athlete who nailed the obstacle course, who was phenomenal at the heights, put them in a dark space, they fall apart. So suddenly they've got to use those skills. Maybe they're, they're mastering all those things and then we put a snake in their hand and they're freaking out. So everyone gets to see them as a hero, but also as a victim. And so it just brings everyone together because in any moment I might be excelling, but then also I might be reaching out saying, mate, help me here. Liam, mm. I don't understand. How did you do that? How did you make it look so easy? And you just get this beautiful understanding that um, fear is false evidence appearing real. You can overcome it. Um, but no matter how, um, how confident someone looks, everyone is freaking out. You just do it scared. That's the mm. difference. And, and that's the message these kids live with. This idea of fearlessness isn't real. It's, mm. it's this courageousness where you, you, are, you overcome your fear, but you're still scared. Mm. Um, and it's just Feeling powerful. the fear and doing it anyway, right? I think that's the misconception a lot of people have. I know, I mean, even to this day, mate, I still wrestle with that a little bit. I'm sure you do to some extent. Absolutely. It's like, <clears throat> fuck, I wish I had that level of courage. I wish I didn't feel this fear is almost like a warped goal. It's yeah. not, it's not an accurate way of, of thinking. It's okay. I'm feeling this fear. How do I interpret that? Right? Yes. Like what's the meaning? How do I push through it? And I suppose, you know, if you look at it like a skill that you can build, um, 
yeah, it, it can show up and serve you in so many ways in life, right? Absolutely. And, and the cool thing is that we all have overcome it in one area of our life. And if you can liberate yourself there, you can liberate yourself anyway, because the process is the same. You know, there's a point where you're uncomfortable, where you're fearful, you're worried that it's not going to work out. Your head takes over and starts playing this horror movie of all the reasons why you shouldn't do it. Um, But if you can push through, that fades away, your body finds a way. And more often than not, you get a better result than you ever would have anticipated just by trying. Yeah. Which is so powerful. And it's I I would think, and I know from my own experience, you know, even if you do trial and you fail, whatever that might look like, as in you maybe don't quite have that experience you had in mind, it's almost always, a, it's still a better feeling than when you go home and your head's on your pillow at night and you're going, I didn't even try. Like that feeling is not very nice. Absolutely. Absolutely. The pain of regret. Mm. That's what, that just, there's so many uh, yeah, negative effects of that. And we see it in our society. We see some of the mental health stuff. We I really believe that, yeah, give it a crack and learn. As long as we're progressing, Mm. we feel good about ourselves. If we're not taking chances, we're not gambling, we're not willing to make a mistake, we're not willing to learn, that's when we start to run into some problems. Mm. Mate, yeah, I I agree aggressively. Uh, You would have picked up so much from your time at the summit, of course. I know you've got some other stuff coming up um, that you're diving into. Again, we're talking about that off air. Mm. what does that look like for you and then let's um let's unpack that a little bit mate it's it isn't it so there's my role there um i train a lot of the guys and so this place has held me accountable because you can't preach and teach unless you do Mm. and so i'm so blessed to be for four years now leading this team and and encouraging and inspiring them and then consequently the people who come but it's actually kind of fucking painted me into a corner now where i am I'm forced. There's no choice. I'm forced to chase my dream. I'm forced to to do this, and I'm I'm both terrified and grateful <laughs> because, yeah, you know, I'm I'm going to be leaving um, at some point this year, and and that's that's scary. But it's it's for a reason. It's to take everything that I've learned and to now spill that into into my own my own dreams and my own passions. Mm. Um, and some of them are yeah. There's some big there's some big goals there, and so there's yeah. That fear is real. Just a little caveat I just want to highlight for, for people. I think it's really important. So, you know, pretty clearly you can see already talking to you, mate, you've got this passion, this enthusiasm for life, and you've spent a number of years at this in this program where you're not just facilitating, you're also experiencing and you're, um, you've spent a lot of time building the mental skills and also practicing getting out of your comfort zone, right? Mm. Yet still, you know, you've got your own sort of fears and concerns, insecurities oh. that come up as you transition to something new. And I think that's, really important it's so easy just to get trapped going that person can do it that person can do it they've got this they've got that they don't get fear just going back to that little fear yes. earlier so i love that and i hope you don't mm. mind me sort of acknowledging that mate um, i think that that's important it's really crucial for people to kind of identify that like hey yes we've all got stuff going on yes. let's let's still you know let's still go through it right and and i think that's um let's glorify that yeah. You know, let's not glorify this idea of overnight success or he's or she is just phenomenally and talented. That's bullshit. I really believe that. Mm. There's we all have natural talents um, covered up by excuses, limiting beliefs. Um, so courage, yeah, courage is number one, and that's just doing it scared, having the 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 courage to to participate, to get in there and give it a crack, um, and the vulnerability, right? 
And, and I don't think that ever, those skills, that depth of character, that's in anything you want, you're going to have to go through that. For it's not sure. like you get to this place where suddenly you're bulletproof and it's fucking easy. Yes, there's some conditioning and you get into a great routine and that can be supportive um, and things, you know, there is this thing of flow, um, but it's, there's work beforehand and there's, there's Definitely. you know, mental. As you, as you transition, right? It's like new level, new devil. Something that's always yeah. stuck with me. It's like, cool. I love that. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Um, absolute classic one-liner. I throw it around all the time. It's so good. I'm taking it. Thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> but I've taken it from someone else anyway. It's not like an original works or anything. It's what we do, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. So you're you're transitioning now. You've got, uh, like I said, a couple of projects. You're doing some coaching now, um, yep. I believe. You, we touched on flow earlier. It's just something that really fascinates me. I just finished um, reading the book that uh, Mihai Chik said in the eye, whatever the, <laughs> whatever the guy's name is. Um, I know a lot of people talk on this. Let's yeah. maybe dive into that. What have you found? Um, well, I guess what's drawn you to that that work in terms of flow? Yeah. And what can someone listening maybe take away as like a, what can they start practicing this week to, yes. to start trying to experience that sense of flow? I love it. The tangibles. What? How can we access this? That's, that's what it's all about. Um, mate, for me, so we had uh, COVID hit and then, there was a, a series of things happening, but um, I was looking at very little work as well and, and aware that I needed to pour myself into some stuff for my own well-being. And um, I'm passionate about surfing, skating, and I, um, I just poured myself into them and, and found myself, you know, remotely working a little bit, but also I'd leave this Zoom call and then go skate for an hour and then I'd come back to work and I just... Yeah, started reading a lot of um, content. Um, Jamie Wheeler's book, Stealing Fire, um, mm. which I recommend to anyone is just incredible, particularly if you're a science, a bit of a science nerd. I'm like such science. a geek. That's oh, a, I haven't read it, so I'll add that to the oh, list. Check, check it out. It's epic. Um, and he's, he's opened up a couple of really big um, flow sort of companies and has been pushing that for the last sort of 10 years. And I just spilled, spilled into it and... Mate, it's a phenomenal state to be in and it's totally obtainable by anyone. And one of the key, I guess the key ingredients I share with your listeners is that we've been, been brought up to believe something that is not helpful at all. This idea of multitasking, of doing multiple things in any one moment. And that's what success is. Someone who can be doing a thousand things. Um, I'm just going to call it as it is. That's absolute bullshit. If you can focus your attention 100% on one thing at a time, you can access this state um, and it is phenomenal. It's, it's where you just slip into this space and things become effortless. Um, they're timeless. You lose track of time. Um, rich, you can, if you were to ask me about one of the experiences, I can describe it, the temperature, the, you know, the colour of the leaves. It's, it's phenomenal. Um, and there's this, and it gets a little bit, sometimes hippity here but this sense of selflessness like you no longer exist um and i experienced that with skating i've got these electric skateboard which is phenomenal music just lose myself in turns um or surfing the same this connection with the wave i picked up a few stillness hobby, uh, hobbies as well which has always been really challenging for me to to sit still yep. i'm always i feel you there in, really yeah i always need to be moving or or you know, quite adventurous with my body. But um, flow led me towards some more of the, the slower practices. So slacklining mm. has become 
massive for me and it's just such an incredible metaphor um and also some hot cold stuff and, and wim hof breathing um, yeah i love that stuff isn't it cold showers every day man but yeah man have missed how, how did i not know about you know what i mean how, did, yeah, yeah. how have i got to 34 years old i feel you mate i've been about two years on now cold showers every morning if i'm into funk i might do some hot colds in the afternoon as well yeah just that sort of therapy just to shift my mood and state works dramatically and like you said the breathing but yeah like I remember <laughs> it's probably the first 28, 29 years prior to that. It was a 40 minute hot shower just to yeah. kind of mellow out, like <laughs> hoping I'd sweat out the blues that I was in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mate, I, the one thing that happened to me with this cold immersion that blew my mind, man, was that I realized, um, and is, this is why I think it's so important that people experience things. We need to experience more yep. because the lessons come from within and mm. that's, that's where it's profound, like human change. But I'm sitting in this cold water and I've always told myself this, this story of I'm quite lean, uh, that I'm too, um, too, you know, too thin. To, <laughs> mate, like, this is getting weird how similar we are. I'm the same, <laughs> mate. I'm 6'5 and I look like a twig. This jump is helping a little bit. but <laughs> So I have this belief that I can't go in cold water, that I, I feel the cold too much. Yeah. Um, but I want to break through this. Right? I want to conquer this fear. So I start doing this cold immersion. But the, the message was clear after doing about 10 times. On the 10th time, it isn't the cold that's really having a negative effect on me. It's my reaction to it. Mm. That when I just relax and trust the process and breathe through what I'm going through, my body just accommodates. And, it, and I'm not cold anymore. And I get to this incredible space of peace that's just phenomenal. And the message, yeah, is just so clear. It's, it's our reaction to things that causes pain not the things that we're doing. Yeah, um, definitely. And that's just spilled into so many areas of my life now where it's kind of a reminder, Maddie, it's your reaction to this conversation that's causing you pain or Matt, it's your reaction to the mm. idea of, of not having constant money coming in. It, it's just been very powerful. Mate, I love that. It goes back to that idea of like nothing is good or bad. It's our thinking that makes it so, right? Simple platitude, may have heard it a number of times, people tuning in, but it's like, okay, let's maybe pay closer attention to that. Yes. Look, that's pretty pretty bloody accurate. Yeah, Nothing absolutely. Or bad. It's our, it's our thinking, and you've touched on it already, which I love. Maybe it's our belief system, so limiting beliefs, conditioning. Of course, there's variables that come into play um, that'll determine how you interpret these things. And it's not necessarily about controlling the event every time, but you probably can over time at least train your ability to control or at least impact like your experience, well, how you absolutely. react. Absolutely. Right? And sometimes the control comes from letting go. Yeah. Letting go of control. Like I yeah. just love this. That's hard though. Isn't it? Isn't yeah. it? Um, and, and, you know, just talking about the coaching, that's one of the areas where people seem to struggle the most, this concept of surrender, letting go. Mm. Um, but again, Wim Hof really helped me with that. And it's a great metaphor. I tell people, hold your breath for as long as you can. And at some point you're going to fucking let it go. Right? Yeah. Like you, you have to. <laughs> And, and it teaches you that there is no how, it just happens. You just Absolutely. do it. And- I, want to, I just want to go back to the flow piece really quickly because so, I love it. Um, so you touch on some stuff there. So you, that sense of selflessness, you lose time. Um, uh, you, you gave some examples there before of like skating and surfing. For me personally, yes. like I know very much around sport as well. So like moving my body, like when I'm playing tennis and I'm like in it and it's right. like- So I know you play tennis? Mate, I play tennis. Yeah, yeah. Mate, I play tennis. Let's play tennis. <laughs> Liam. Oh, on, yeah. oh, mate. <laughs> we'll so do a round two. We'll just record the <laughs> performance. Done. Done. Uh, 
Absolutely, mate. That sounds exciting. I've got a couple little niggles at the moment. I'm training for a triathlon, so I've I've oh, got some niggles. I'm trying to it's keeping me off the court. But um, yeah, so I play tennis, and when I'm in that state, particularly when there's like, and I, from there, I think it's a big part of that flow piece as well. It's like when the challenge is not too drastic, but it's also not too easy. Yes. So if you're half decent, we'd probably both slip into flow pretty easy, and we'd have yes. win win or lose, we'd probably have an amazing time. And that's why I play. For yeah. the great shot, not for winning anymore. When I was a kid, it was like, I want to crush you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now it's like, I want a great moment. Your yeah. shot or my shot, I don't care. Yeah, dude, I love that. What are some ways that people might be able to experience more of that? Like, is there a process to help identify that? So clearly, yeah. you know, tennis, surfing, skating, you've got that. Um, obviously, I've got tennis, other things. Like, even sometimes when I'm reading a book that I'm really I, fascinated with, I'm like, yes. And like, for so long, I've considered myself like, not a great reader, but yet sometimes I'm like, go down a rabbit hole of like science yes. or human psychology. I'm like, yeah. where the fuck's the hour gone? Yeah, so, exactly. The feeling's amazing. And people to some extent may have experienced this at some point over their lives. How yeah. do they start going? Like, I, how do they start exploring ways to find that? Like it might be, is it a trial and error process? Is it, right. is it, is it a matter of just maybe being aware of not trying to do 87 things at once? Yeah. Is that yeah. a good place to start? Mate, these are great questions. And this is this is why we built um, Flow Hub is to take people on this journey. Um, because again, so many of these things, you've got to experience it. Once you experience it, then you can do it. If you haven't um, consciously experienced it and you don't know what the process is, then it's like hit and miss. It's kind of like throwing darts at a dartboard. You hit a bullseye eventually. Woo, oh, I got that flow thing. That was incredible. How do I do it again? And so... Mm. Um, that's why we built this, this place and we take people on a retreat and we expose them to 10 different types, so 10 different ways. Um, but the, the message is clear. You can access flow in anything you do, in a conversation. We're doing it now, man. It's mm. so cool. Um, in, in anything you do, but there's ingredients. Um, you already mentioned it. There's this skill challenge equation. And for you to access flow, you have to have enough of a challenge and enough of a skill to meet it. If the, if the challenge is too easy, you're bored. If the challenge is too great and you don't have the skill to meet it, then you're overwhelmed. So there's this delicate line through the middle, which we can be deliberate with. Um, so if you're starting a new activity, you don't make it, you don't, you know, if you just start slacklining, you don't go and slackline 100 metres in the air. That's madness. You're going to be terrified the whole time. You do it between two trees and you might, you know, a foot off the ground, you might access flow. Um, so the skill challenge equation is super important. A hundred percent of your attention needs to be focused on that one thing, that one thing. And if you can do that and the skill and the challenge is right. So it's not too far outside your skill set. Um, at some point you'll fall into it. There's a challenge, then there's a release and then there's flow mm. and then there's recovery. And what sometimes people try to do is they try to be in flow all the time. That's not realistic. If you're trying to be in this one state all the time, you're actually not going to be in that state at all. It's kind of similar to this Eastern philosophy of yeah. you know, to have it, you've got to not worry about having it. Um, but we can look into the science and there are ingredients. And if you line those ingredients up, then you're more likely to access it. But if you're only doing it to access it, you won't access it. So it's yep. this kind of counterproductive. It's an interesting paradox, isn't it? And I, 
relate to that so much, particularly, I don't know if you can, if you've had a similar experience, you go down the rabbit hole of like learning about flow and like, fuck, that makes yes. sense. It's so interesting. And, and also other areas of like, you know, human performance and, and, and fulfillment and human experience in general, you go down these rabbit holes, you have the awareness, which puts you in a good spot to, you know, put things in, in place in your life to allow for those things. But then you almost become high, or I do anyway, become hyper aware. And it's like, uh, become a little bit too analytical of like, yes. am I experiencing it? Should I be doing this? Should I be doing that? And so Absolutely. I love that you touched on that. Like there is a, a time for rest. Like it's a, a necessary part of the process Absolutely. to be able to like recalibrate. And I reckon, I reckon people get lost there as well. I know I have. Yeah, not with the recovery. And also, as you said, you said it so eloquently that we're, if we're, what am I doing? If it's constantly me, you don't allow for this, this part that we don't really understand. And I, I refer to it, you know, we call it coincidence. We call it magic. We call it, some people call it God. Some people call it the universe. There is the meeting of two worlds here. There's deliberateness. There's me, my head and the ingredients. And I'm going to make sure I do all these things. And then there's a let go of how it happens. Trust that if I've done all I can do, now I surrender and I'm just here. And then this magic meets me in the middle and this beautiful thing happens called flow. And you literally, for your listeners, you'll know that you're in it because when you look back, if you lost track of time, if it was rich and really profound experience, if, um, you know, these ingredients, if it was, uh, now I've forgotten them. There you go. Um, there's a few other ingredients there, but you'll, you'll know based on that. And already you guys will have experienced that your listeners will have experienced. If they reflect on some of their favorite experiences, they will be those ingredients there. They and so is that something that you spend a lot of time with? If you're doing some coaching, you do some one-on-one stuff too now, I think. And um, like, is that a big part of the challenges that people present with you? Like, What are some other kind of challenges that you might um, help people through? And or I guess what I'm asking is, are there certain... Um, pillars or life lessons that have served you really well that you find people get stuck with? Like what yeah. are some of the, the challenges, I suppose, outside of flow maybe that you've found, um, you know, some of your life learnings have been able to help people with? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the flow, the flow thing is, oh, so it's, it's a massive part of my world right now. Um, but the coaching is separate to it. They do overlap. But um, I don't coach people for flow. Right. If there's an opportunity um, for me to bring that in, I will. But most of the coaching I'm doing is with young people at the moment. And all of that is around identity. They don't know who they are. Dude, this is like, I need to crack open a bowl of red and sit in for four <laughs> hours. Like, yeah. That's Sorry, all... I can't, yeah, I'll let you. I'll no, let you... no, mate, Please, I'm, mate, it. I'm feeling is, the energy, right? This is a subject matter that I am wildly passionate about. Thank you. Um, so you find people get trapped with like a, a narrative of who they are? Is that? Yeah. Or, or the, the idea that they don't know. And so right. either way, decide, choose who you want to be. So what I'm doing, some of the work that I'm really passionate about right now is, I mean, as a coach, we have incredible amount of strategies. We have all these things that do make life better. And if you use these things, you're going to get better results. But what I'm discovering is that this comes after know yourself um it's in all the ancient texts it's everywhere it's if you don't know yourself all this other stuff really doesn't matter 
you know yeah. that idea is growing up i remember it was a quote that i used to um hear a lot knowledge is power knowledge is power um it's not knowledge is just knowledge mm. it only becomes powerful if you use it if you integrate it and you can't use it if you don't know who you are because you don't know what's you and what's somebody else and you don't know whether you're using a strategy or you you know so yeah. i'd like to keep it simple and what i'm realizing is these things are simple they're not easy but they are simple and what we do from from a psychological point of view is because it's not easy we make it complicated <laughs> to justify the fact that it's not easy right but it's fucking simple um so when it comes to identity who do you want to be Find three words that fucking light you up, that inspire you. Pick those three words and then focus every single day on being those things. Um, I believe it's be, do, have. Take care of who you're being and the doing will take care of itself and you'll have all the things you want. But our society does it the other way. It's if you have all these things and you do all these things, you'll be this, you'll be happy. Um, it goes the other way, I believe. It's focus on being happy. And you'll do all these things that lead to the things that you want. It's, it's backwards. So I'm passionate with young people about focusing on who do you want to be? Regardless of what the world's telling you. Yeah. Who do you want to be? Pick three words. It can and start. if you don't That's have that clarity and you mentioned like the world sort of throwing information, like in, context is everywhere Constantly. for us to draw on. So it's like, if you don't have that clarity, you're going to be at the mercy of, the world yes. like you do this think that behave like this and you and think about it your friends your family everyone and all good intentions you of course. know you know my parents, yeah, it's not a it's not a judge from a place of judgment right. it's maybe just acknowledging that these influences are going to be having an impact if you're not clear on who you want to be exactly it will shape you it will decide for you who you want to be and at some point you know hopefully it doesn't happen but at some point you will get to the point where you realize that's not me I've been living a life for the last 40 years, 50 years, 60 years. I'm on my deathbed. Holy fuck. I never did what I wanted. Mm. Um, that's a sad story. And one we can avoid by teaching young people now, decide who you want to be. And if you do that passionately, enthusiastically, if you own that space, that's what the world needs. It needs people who know who they are. Yeah, because right. anything that comes from you will be... Um, will be in line, you know, and it'll be serving. It'll be fulfilling. So powerful. I love that you said decide. Yeah. As opposed to, and it's funny because um, I was gonna, it's almost tongue in cheek, but I've, I, there's a part of me that I like have a you know soft spot or a curiosity around the more ethereal conversations as well, but in the more like abstract stuff. Mate, but that's gonna, it. we're yeah. going to have another conversation <laughs> online. Another conversation. Yeah, I know, mate. It's crazy. <laughs> uh, but... I think people may get trapped. I know I have at different times of my life thinking that like who you want to be or who are you? That question, thinking mm. that the answers are, you know, hiding under a rock somewhere that you need to find or discover as opposed to this like, how about you could just decide and it gives you that sense of agency. That's a pretty empowering feeling already. Even if you don't have all the answers just yet, it's like just knowing that how this works is you get to, whenever that might come, you get to decide and then you can work out how do I show up this way daily? And that's obviously yes. where the integration comes in, right? And, and that can change. That's the beauty of it. It's not fixed. Pick mm. three words for this year. You know, I, the reality is for me, like I did this a long time ago, I still have the same three words. 
because that's that that's who I am. But they could have changed, and they might change for some people. You know, you might decide. You know, young Liam might pick these three words, and then in five years' time, it might be. You know what? I am that now. I have become that. I want to realign and pick three new words, yeah. and you build your, yourself out of that space. But um, for me, uh, you know, I growing up, I used to get um, picked on when I was at school for being kind, um, you know, sensitive, and and that wasn't cool when I was at school. You know, like that was that was perceived as weakness. Yeah. Um, so that's part of my story now as a man. I'm like, no, no, no. I will. I will own that space. I will educate the fucking world that kindness is the ultimate strength. So that's, that's dialed in forever. That's never going anywhere. And that's a spiritual practice too. That's love in action, right? I get every day I have the choice to be kind. I'm driving down the road and there's someone broken down. I could stop my car and help them. And there's times where I do and there's times where I don't. And if I don't, then I'm like, Maddie, you had an opportunity to practice that value and you avoided it. Mm. why why because i prioritize time over that connection and so there's this constant work and it's just so simple it's for me it's kindness um enthusiasm and courage they're my three words and they play out when i'm having great days i'm deliberate and i access those those it's a very very useful place for people to to start if they're kind of like who am i what's going like in that in that um that chasm of like ambiguity uh it's just yeah three words what feels right what are your values and then being able to find ways to live in alignment with that because living out of alignment with Mm -hmm. core values i've found is is very detrimental to mental health to how we feel about ourselves to you know fulfillment and it's interesting you mentioned relationships oh dude it's, it's interesting you mentioned that kindness piece and sort of that vulnerability piece as a man. Mm. That's something I'm very passionate about as well. Now, my story is a little different. Um, fortunately, I you know, didn't necessarily get picked on. However, I did very much hide or put masks up. Yes. Right? To yes. kind of shield these pieces of me that felt fucking awesome when if I lived in alignment with them, but I wouldn't mm. because of the you know, cultural norms and what have you. Um, spent a lot of time in footy clubs, still love it, love yes. footy, love, love sports, like love, right? But I think there's some work to be done around just encouraging more kind of authenticity, vulnerability. So it's interesting. I reckon people, if they're tuning in, are probably resonating, thinking, fuck, it, what's important to me? How do I feel when I live in alignment with that? Pretty good, mm-hmm. I imagine. <laughs> yeah. How do I feel when I consistently live out of alignment with that? I imagine pretty terrible. Yes. And that's what I'm saying around it being um, being simple. It's mm. not easy, but it is simple. You know, people get caught up in this idea of, well, I don't know. Well, the reason you don't know is because you haven't asked yourself. Literally, get out a piece of paper, write down, what do I want? Who do I want to be? And then one, two, three. Have three spaces and you'll, you'll find the answer. Ask mm. and you will receive. Um, is this a process people can maybe do um, like a number of times? Like if they, they're like, yep, sounds great, Maddie. I'm going to start writing stuff down, but I just don't feel, I don't haven't quite nailed what I'm hoping to get out of this exercise. Yeah. Would, is it possible that people may have to maybe trial that a few times? Maybe there's some limiting beliefs stopping them, some Absolutely. blockage. Absolutely. Yeah. Mate, what a great, what a great yeah, awareness there around the limiting beliefs. Mm. There's, that's going to be, if you really can't access 
what you want, it's because there's a huge number of limiting beliefs. So, I mean, we could do two pages. One, limiting beliefs, empowering beliefs, and list them all down. Half of those, three quarters of those aren't even yours, by the way. They come from mom, dad, society, all that shit. But let's list them all down. Um, list down some of the ones you love about yourself. You love the fact that you're, you know, you love to make people laugh. You don't care what people think. You don't mind being a clown in front of people for a laugh. And it's not at other people's expenses at your own. You'll have a list of these things you love about yourself. And then between those two lists, it's, you're going to be able to access who do you want to be? Because you're going to see some of the limiting stuff. You're going to see some of the empowering stuff. And that limiting stuff, it's there. It doesn't have to be um, ruling your life though. You can pour energy into the other side of that list and then pick those three words out of that space and just have fun with it. Play with I, it. I love that. You mentioned enthusiasm, big part of, of who you are, your identity. You've, just, you've decided you want to live that way. And mate, a little pat on the back to you, a virtual pat on the back. You're showing up that way in this <laughs> chat. And I have no doubt that um, when we link up in person, mate, you'd be similar. So um we could go down the rabbit hole but i want to keep we, it there we could, how, we how could. Pe- i've got to i've got to mention sorry yeah, please, and, sure. <laughs> um as well like enthusiasm didn't come from me i saw someone in my world i met a guy called steve um at basketball and this was straight after school actually and he was super enthusiastic and i went holy shit i want to be around this guy more and and i want to have that i want to possess that and so i spent time with someone who was really good at that you know, modeled that behavior. That's a really powerful strategy too. So those three things, find people who have qualities that you love and then spend a bit of time with them. So maybe those three things are going to come from people in your world. You're going to have a mate who does something that you love. Maybe that's where that word comes from. You know? Really good idea, yeah. yeah. For and, me then that, I, and then yeah, I suppose that. for you, it's not necessarily about emulating every exact behavior. It's just... I like that value or that trait or characteristic. Yeah. How can I find ways in my life where I get to live into that is what you're yeah, saying. He, right? he made me feel a certain way. Yeah. And once you feel something, you're like, Oh, I, I could do that too. I just by being a little bit more enthusiastic, not doing that whole, that condition thing that school teachers are playing less than, you yes. know, that mediocre, that tall poppy syndrome. I'd met someone who just was so different. And I was like, oh, I want more of that. I want to be that. Um, yeah. But authentically, not just copy. It's I want my own version of whatever he's doing. So. Mate, how can people hear more about what you're up to? How can they connect with you with um, whether it's coaching or the flow um, project you've got going? And we didn't get a chance to talk about the work you're doing in Lombok as well. Oh, um, mate, that's exciting. But uh, how do people connect with you? Um, mate, so obviously there's the social medias. I've, I've got some stuff up on, um, on Instagram, which, you know, I'm passionate about like putting up some things on there. Um, that's soulsurfing.com. Um, so really keen to, you know, share that with the world. Um, and this flow stuff, mate, we're passionate. We've got a team of five of us. You say, oh, I'm enthusiastic. I'd love you to meet Rhino. He's just next level. Um, but we've, we've got two retreats coming up, which if you're comfortable, I'd love to share Please. With, your, with your listeners. Um, we've got Flow Consciousness, um, so they can jump online. We've got a landing page at the moment. And uh, I'm pumped about this, man, because we've got a five-star retreat um, and it's going to be 18 people hanging out together and it's pay whatever the fuck you want. You don't have to pay. If you don't have access to, you know, um, two grand, then pay fucking 200 bucks. 
You know what I mean? Because it's about the experience. It's about um, men and women connecting and talking about flow and, and consciousness and presence. Um, that's on May 17th and 19th. And where's um, that? Sorry. It's in Gippsland. It's in uh, near Trafalgar um, in this epic, epic place. We've got a pool. We've got um, a hot tub. We've got a freezing cold pool too. So we'll do hot, cold immersion. There's a tennis court, pool table, just this epic retreat. And uh, we just all hang out together for two days. Uh, sorry, three nights. Um, and that's www.flowhub.com.au forward slash flow hyphen consciousness hyphen retreat and that's on may 17th to 19th um so yeah jump on there and and we'd love to see you there and then there's this other one flow discovery in september um and you can access that through that same landing page but that one's where we take people on 10 different experiences um so there's slack lining there's skating there's um wim hof there's hot cold we we take people on giant swings we leap off towers and it's all around accessing flow and practicing it with a group of people. And then you leave and you have a way to access this yourself um, and part of a community that's going to hold you accountable. And you're going to get a text from me saying, mate, have you been on that slack line or have you been, have you been skating today? Um, and there's meetups and link ups. And so, yeah, really excited to share that. Sounds incredible. I've, um, I'll make sure I put the, the link in the show notes as well. Uh, and if the stars align, mate, I might, I might get involved. See you there. Mate, love to. I'd love to have you. Mate, you got to come to Shipwrecked as well. Come on over. Um, we'll chat We'll chat about that afterwards. But I, I reckon that. if you're a tennis player, you're probably, probably uh, pretty good at surfing. I haven't had it in a little while, so it could be rusty. But, mate, I'll, I'll blow out the cobwebs. And then um, and when the knee's right, we will uh, we'll have to. So have your a, knee, my ankle, mate. We're in the wars. We're in the wars. <laughs> we'll keep the good vibes here. We'll, t- we'll take the saunas talk off air. But, mate, really appreciate you carving out the time. Fucking epic chat. Um, I know people got tons of value. So uh, until the next one, mate, appreciate it. Mate, thanks so much for having me. And, uh, yeah, just real grateful to be here. And, mate, to meet you, there's so much synchronicity. So thank you for the opportunity. Um, thank you to your listeners. And I hope they find some value, mate. And that wraps up another episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Really appreciate the support you guys are showing to this platform. If you got some value from this episode, if you enjoyed it, please do share it on your socials with friends and family. Really helps grow the channel uh, and the mission and everything we're trying to do here with Braintainment. So spread the love. I would be forever grateful. And of course, if you got some real insights from this episode, hit me up, find me on social, shoot me a message. I'd love to engage and have a chat with you guys. So that's it for now. Until the next episode, thanks again.